0: Welcome once again to Leading Edge. I'm your host, Jeff Smith. Coming up in just a little bit, it's the house that love built. And regardless of the economy or what's happening in the world, the mission doesn't change. But I'll tell you what, the ways in which they go about providing services to the people who need them the most gets better and better. And we'll focus on the mission of the Ronald McDonald House Charities of Northwest Ohio in just a bit. But first, When I was growing up and when many of you were growing up, MTV it was all about music. It was about seeing those bands you heard on the radio in action and some of them, they were playing instruments in the videos and it was in a concert setting. Others, you found, well, some of the members could actually act in these music videos. But then something happened to MTV. It became a major network with entertainment other than music videos and one of those shows became a huge hit. Well, today, we've got one of the stars from one of those shows right here on Leading Edge. Well, coming up September 9th at Stranahan Theater here in Toledo, we will be visited by none other than Steve O of Jackass fame. He is coming fresh off the release of his latest book called entitled, and bear with me here, A Hard Kick in the what I've learned from a lifetime of terrible decision stevo joining us thank you for taking the time what what should the toledo audience expect in a couple of weeks
1: well thank you for taking the time um and the toledo audience should brace themselves and leave the kids at home um i say that quite literally it would be illegal for children to be in attendance uh, because this show is so wildly explicit um, by design, too. I really wanted to make a show that pushed the boundaries way further than I ever could with Jackass. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I did, I, I filmed things that are just re- really, really intense. And um, the way that the show works, it's called The Bucket List. And what the bucket list is, is all of these forbidden stunts. And um, the show represents a journey through the the list of forbidden stunts. And after each bit in the show, I screen the footage of the culmination of the bit. And um, the theme of it is uh, it's a wild love story. Because for me to carry out these life-threatening and in some cases, actually triple X-rated stunts, uh, there simply were going to be implications on my relationship. And there were. The, the show actually goes in order of uh, escalating um, distress on behalf of my fiancé.
0: So it's, it's not only a stand-up, but you are also exhibiting some of these things that made you famous through history with Uh, jackass
1: yeah Yeah, all of my worlds converge i've been performing uh live comedy now for for 13 years i I did 11 years on the comedy club circuit before graduating to big theaters and um my all of my worlds have converged so you get the the too hot for jackass uh, bits presented on a huge video screen and um, it's all packed together into just an insane live comedy show.
0: I wanted to ask you, I was looking and it looks like you are have, have either celebrated a 50th birthday this year, or you are getting ready to pretty soon, or is it next year? And it'll
1: be next year. It'll I be next year.
0: And I was, yeah. I was struck by something you have said in some of your books and, you wanted to apologize to all the people who had taken out bets over the years, that celebrity death poll, that you, they would win money for you and that you have defied death so many times. But I also, I, I guess I wanted to form this into a question, Steve-O, just ask you, has, has your life, has there always been that thought that you would find the best possible way of going out you've talked about fame how important fame was to you but as each of these stunts has has doing like i could go out doing this or i could go out doing stand-up comedy talk about that a little bit
1: well it depends on what you mean by going out uh i'm certainly not defying that of defying death um yeah i mean I don't spend a lot of time um, contemplating how I might die. That—that's for sure. Um, and uh, I love what, what you said, uh, you know, your reference to uh, my apologizing to all the people who I cost fortunes. I, I think I was a real uh, big, big bet on celebrity death pool. Nobody expected Steve-O to make it. And um, here I am, you're right. Yeah, next year it'll be 50. I've just turned 49 in June. And, um, you know, I think everything I do in life is um, driven by an overdeveloped need for attention. I I consider myself a world-class attention (laughs) And, um, you know, as as far as character defects go, I think I kind of stumbled onto a good one because we could argue that attention is the most valuable commodity known to man. And um, I've got a real knack for garnering it.
0: Hey, I gotta, I gotta bring up something else. I find it funny. Sometimes when we get superintendents or we get police chiefs that are on the go, they will stop. They will do interviews in, in their vehicle. (laughs) Where do we find you today?
1: (laughs) Um, this is in, uh, I am currently sitting in my uh, podcast studio van. It's uh, the the Class B motorhome in which I film the majority of episodes of my Wild Ride podcast. We've had epic guests in here. Uh, to name a few, Mike Tyson, Post Malone, uh, Tommy Lee, um, I mean, the list goes on and on. They just sit right in the back of this cramped little van and we do these, uh, these great interviews.
0: It's, it's fun. I watched the video today of you giving the tattoo to Post Malone and then him turning the favor and giving you the uh, tattoo that, after that.
1: That happened in the van I'm sitting right. in right now.
0: <laughs> so, so for our viewers, who, who is Steve-O? Who is Stephen Glover?
1: It's a great question, man. Um, I live a double life is is very very much i live a double life and um it's important that i do because i i just have to have separation between these two between the persona of steve-o and and the reality of steve glover um and, and then when you know i was just mentioning my podcast i think that the podcast really blurs the line because when you're spending an hour show every week of just unedited, raw, unfiltered, it would be really hard to uh, maintain um, uh, a facade, you know? So I think the real me kind of comes out on the podcast a lot. And um, the line gets blurry. And I think that as a guy in recovery, there are a lot of things that are not okay for Stephen Glover to be doing which are perfectly okay for Steve-O. You know, Steve-O will find himself in handcuffs, locked up in a jail cell, and that's part of the course. Um, Steven Glover is a little bit more uh, law-abiding and um, and and uh, okay. considerate of others.
0: When we come back, we continue our conversation. We talk mental health, we talk addiction and recovery with Steve-O. Stay with us. Welcome back here on Leading Edge for this week. In a few moments, we're going to have Chad Bringman from Ronald McDonald House Charities of Northwest Ohio. But first, I continue my conversation with Steve O about the dedication pages in his books and why he wrote what he did. I, I was really struck, too, and I, I got to give you credit. Both, both dedications that I read in, in some of the, your memoirs and also, this latest book um, kind of shared the same sentiment. And the the first one, this book is dedicated to everyone that I crapped all over for telling me exactly what I needed to hear when I didn't want to hear it. That that sounds right. like that sounds like somebody who's maturing.
1: I, I would say so, man. I mean, definitely. Uh, when um, when I first got sober. Uh, The people who I gave the hardest time to were the people who went out of their way to help me and and love me the most. I think we hurt the people who are closest to us the most. And it's the people who love me the most who told me the things I didn't want to hear and and felt my wrath. So I think that's, that's dedication.
0: You think that's why you're still here today?
1: I Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Tough love. Uh, I need I needed a lot of tough love and I needed really tough love.
0: As we're wrapping up here and I wanted I wanted to touch on something that we've had a lot of coverage of, obviously, a news organization here in little old Toledo, Ohio. But we, we've talked a lot about the struggles with mental health, um, especially among our youth. Um, you talk a lot about sobriety and how important that is to you over the last decade plus. Um, and therapy, you've touched on that as well. Your your thoughts about what, you know, I guess people coming to be more attentive to their mental health these days and how important that is.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, certainly an entire uh, universe of mental health issues And um, I I don't purport to be, uh, you know, any kind of uh, an expert in mental health. But I I know that that for me, 12-step recovery has trained me to speak about what's bothering me. I think that's the most important thing. Like, whatever your issues are, uh, speak, being vocal about them. It takes a lot of power out of... uh, things that are that uh are bothering you um speaking up and um being honest and and uh taking accountability is probably the biggest thing you know i think that um it's uh pretty rare in this world for people to admit when they're wrong and um that's counterintuitive because that's the most uh the, the best way I think to earn someone's respect is to step up and admit when you're wrong and and, it,
0: and finally finally you call this a book of wisdom
1: yeah oh well my yeah my latest book really really uh it's it's kind of a half joke and and half serious that you've got a book of wisdom coming from Steve o and uh you know the reality is that it's kind of surprising that um a lot of it is legitimately hard-earned wisdom. And um, yeah, I'm just really grateful for everything that uh, everything that I've been through. Somebody asked me, you know, what, what would I want to change? and yeah, My answer is just I don't want to mess with the space-time continuum that I learned about in Back to the Future because I'm very grateful for where I am.
0: So leave the kids at home, but I'll give you the last seconds to give your best pitch to get people in those seats at the Stranahan Theater.
1: Hey man, you know I'm like literally people in the audience at the shows on this tour routinely pass out. I'm not making that up. We we average at least a guy per show, mostly dudes. And every show I give a very very stern warning and and uh a legal like what a uh, like like a BYA moment, huh? What? You, you are here at your own risk, you know, and I'm not responsible for for anybody who passes out. Just please stay in your seats so you don't pass out while you're standing. But, yeah, there are, there are at least three of the video vignettes that are shockingly graphic enough to make people pass out, and odds are that's going to happen in Toledo.
0: People is. In Toledo, September 9th at the Stranahan Theater. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Good luck to you, sir.
1: Hey, likewise. I look forward to it, man. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Peace. Once again, Steve-O, he shows up in Toledo September 9th over at the Stranahan. When we come back, you've driven past it hundreds of times. But when we return, sharing the numbers of the people helped by the Ronald McDonald House. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Its mission is to be a home away from home for families whose kids are receiving inpatient or outpatient medical care. Ronald McDonald House Charities of Northwest Ohio, you ready for this, saw more than 350 guests last year, serving 55 counties and a total of 5,043 family nights at the facility the average nights per stay equated to the equivalent of about 2 weeks and the longest stay of the year encompassed nearly 5 months and none of that happens without donations and a lot of heart going into the house that love built this past week Ronald McDonald House Charities of Northwest Ohio and Promedica Eby Children's Hospital announced the Ronald McDonald Mobile unit. We're going to get to all that with Chad Bringman, Executive Director, joining us here today. Good to see you.
2: Good to see Thanks you. For Thanks for being here. Thank you.
0: We, we are also coming off of one of your guys' charity events throughout yep. the course of the year. You had a huge golf outing, very successful, except not successful in the video that we ran, showing me how <laughs> bad my golf swing is. But, Chad, talk about the importance of the support that you get throughout the community.
2: For you us. know, you just went through a bunch of statistics yeah. that are really important. And it's important to know, too, that those fans families all stay free of charge. Mm -hmm. And the only reason it's free of charge is we live in a great community that supports, you know, we have uh, events, yes, but individual donations, people rounding up when they go to McDonald's, just all sorts of ways. But it allows us to be able to allow those families to come on the worst day of their life. Uh, In the case of the Ronald McDonald House, show up to this place they've heard of before, but not sure what to expect. Our staff do a great job of making sure that they're comfortable because their only job needs to be and should be getting that child better.
0: This is one of those things we're reminded of the Ronald McDonald House and the mission at different times of the year. But this, regardless of, like I said at the outset of the show, regardless of where the economy is, this is a 365-day mission job for you guys to go out and be able to do what you do.
2: Yep, that's right. So the mission has to continue no matter what. And being flexible during pandemic, being flexible during uh, you know times where the economy maybe isn't as strong is certainly, you know, creates a different level of challenge for us, but we need to make sure those families are taken care of. and. The only thing they're doing is coming to Toledo for medical care and, um, you know, trying to figure out where they're going to stay, where they're going to eat, et cetera. So we've got to be there.
0: And and over the years, obviously, you've had to expand programming. You've been able, let's put it that way, you've been able to expand programming. And just this past week, a big announcement as far as more of that program.
2: Yep, that's right. And you just... Uh, Alluded to the fact that the growth has been unbelievable. You know, we went from an 8,000 square foot house just seven years ago into a 38,000 square foot house uh, to serve hundreds more. But now this Caremobile, which really is an extension of the mission. And when you think Ronald McDonald House and that core program, you know, how does a a Caremobile fit fit into that? But what it really is, when you look at the mission itself and you think about why is the house there and the house is there so that families have access to medical care and then you start to deep dive into that strategically and you start saying well if access to care is really what we're about what does access to care need to look like beyond just the Ronald McDonald House so the Caremobile is intended to and will go into communities where maybe access is a challenge Mm -hmm. um, bring that access right to the streets where people live get them on a on a long-term health care journey uh but that's where our smart folks at uh E-Buy Children's are, are gonna be on the vehicle uh working with folks with the clinical piece. Right. Our job is to just help identify where those pockets are at, uh work alongside of those folks. And then we're also gonna look at some program, I'll call them add-ons in the back end where we go into communities and maybe food insecurity is an issue, maybe mental health is an issue, and what type of additional programming can we offer and what What other organizations can we partner with when we're in those communities as well?
0: And that's, I'll tell you what, that's one of the things over the last few years, we have really come in touch with the stories of how these health organizations in the Toledo area uh, are really looking at those deserts that exist and quality of life improvements that can be had. Uh, The stretch from getting out into those communities,
2: and you just touched on it. So mobile units like this, really essential to doing that. Yeah, we're, we're really excited just because we know the impact is going to be significant. And day one when we get out, those are kids that maybe uh, uh, should have been on a health journey in the past. Maybe they're on one, but it's been a little bit of time. But for us to be able to think about the impact we can have, literally putting the wheels on the ground, getting into those communities that we've been able to kind of study for the last couple of years and Mm. see where those are at, uh, for us to be able to go in and make an impact really is is something that the community is going to be proud of. And something I wanted
0: you to, I guess, have a moment for as well is regardless of the ebbs and flows, as far as, how the toledo economy the nation's yep. economy is going ronald mcdonald house is still in ronald mcdonald house charities in northwest ohio still one of those organizations that's on the front burner for a mm. lot of industries around Toledo, and I, I think to the Dana Open and and, right. and right. some of the funding that comes through that as well.
2: Yeah, we're very fortunate for the Dana Open and the support that we get. And you know, you bring up a good point that as the economy ebbs and flows, or as inflation even ebbs and flows, that inflation affects us as well, yeah. right? You know, everything we're purchasing for the families, uh you know, the food, the utilities. Uh, uh, all the repair work that needs to be done on the house, et cetera. So we feel that impact as well. But again, our board does a great job, our staff do a great job to, you know, we keep costs under control the best we can as well too. But our board, our our staff do a great job of of helping navigate and being a little bit flexible and even flowing and uh, the the, the words that you use. But it's all about evolving to kind of what we need to be. Because at the end of the day, we need to know that the house is there, everything works. You know, all that kind of stuff. Food is in the refrigerator. (laughs) That's right, and uh, uh, it's a challenge at times. I remember thinking back to you know 2008, 2009 during that recession, Mm -hmm. and uh, the impact that had on the organization. We were able to to weather that fairly well. So we're again, we live in a great community that's supportive of our mission. Uh, supportive of a lot of things, and we're grateful for that. In our last 30 seconds,
0: we are heading into September. How does the rest of quarter four mm-hmm. shake down for you guys?
2: You know, uh, through the year we've held our own. There's been a couple of categories where you know special events, people aren't quite out as much. Uh, although the golf outing was well attended and did very very well earlier in the year, that was a little bit of a challenge. But where we do see uh, great support is organizational giving and individual giving mm. so you know people are still supporting us on a regular basis the addition of roundup when you go through mcdonald's now you can round up your order uh, that's really just I'm kind fascinated of fascinated by how much money is made <laughs> off of that it's really it's yeah. a great thing it's really i don't want to say replacing the canisters because the canisters yeah. are still there but as we go into a uh, less cash society yeah. we're watching that switch chad great to have you here great thank to you. Have we'll be right back you.
0: Welcome back for a final time. Hope you enjoyed our conversations here today. As always, if you missed any part of our interviews, go to the WTOL YouTube page.